With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. G'day, I'm James. Welcome to the Australian Opinion on Formula One here at the Lakeside Drive F1 podcast. In this episode, I bring you up to speed on the press conference in Bahrain. And I'm joined again by you, dear listener. It's great to have your company wherever you're listening all across the world. Let's jump straight into it. Ten drivers appeared at the press conference. And we're going to start with Fernando Alonso. Poor Fernando cannot escape this question of age. Tom Clarkson brought up that it was his 20th season in Formula One and how he was feeling. He responded pretty quickly with, yep, pretty much the same as always, which uh, is very Fernando Alonso. Uh, We know that Every driver prepares over the winter break in a certain way, and Fernando is no exception to that. He did say he needs to get to grips with a new car, but he was actually very surprised by the ambition in Aston Martin, and ambition is the word that he would suggest is the key for how this team is approaching the Formula One season in 2023. It'll be interesting to see how they go this year, of course. Is he just saying this because he's got a contract, which is probably worth quite a bit of money compared to where he was at Alpine, or... As we've seen in testing, do Aston Martin really have something a little bit special to bring to the floor? We'll move straight on to Nico Hülkenberg, who was also on the couch with Fernando Alonso, along with the three rookies. And this was another experienced driver, in inverted commas, as Tom Clarkson put it. Uh, And he was asked on how his approach was, if it was any different after the three years he spent out of the sport. But Nico said, not really, (laughs) Which which is great. And let's also not forget, uh, that uh, this time last year he was driving an Aston Martin and, and previously in similar years the racing points that he uh, managed to jump in and fill in for. So he hasn't been completely away from the sport, but he did say that he feels refreshed and reset, that he's ready and keen to get on with a full Formula One season. And this was a very odd question, but Tom Clarkson asked, how are you and Kevin rubbing along together? And Nico very quickly Quipped back, oh, we're rubbing and tugging and hugging and everything. (laughs) Not sure it's exactly what he understands that all to mean, but there you go. Maybe that's just an Australian thing. Who would have thought? Uh, But apparently they reset the relationship 12 months ago. Nico said he broke the ice when there was a driver photo at the beginning of the Bahrain Grand Prix. Nico was standing behind Kevin and he reached out to say, g'day. Of course, he said g'day specifically. That's exactly what he said. Uh, but he said that the relationship is going very well, that they spent the winter together doing some media things and hanging out, and that they're both also now at similar stages of their lives, both being dads. So he feels the relationship is in a good place, and he's keen to get on with 2023. Nick DeVries, well, this is a very short summary. He's super keen. <laughs> That's it. It's a lot of, lot of words, but he's super keen. 
uh, to get underway this year with Alpha Tauri. Uh, Oscar was asked how he is feeling ahead of the season two, and he said that 12 years since he started racing, which is phenomenal to think that it's, all of that has been leading to now. He's super keen to be at the Grand Prix, and he's pretty. it feels pretty special to be racing again and asked on how he feels after spending 12 months out of racing. Let's not forget he did nothing last year, no Super Formula, no Junior Series, nothing at all. He was just in that Alpine reserve spot. He reflected that he bloody loves racing and that bad times spent in the car are better than no time spent in the car, which is an interesting thing, isn't it? And he's come back now with more hunger. Now that he's here on the grid, he's ready to get stuck in in that McLaren. Logan Sargent feels like it's business as usual for him. There's not too much more. There's a couple of more media days, he said, and there's a slight other pressures, but otherwise he's happy with where he's at with this Williams car and he actually feels comfortable in it. He was happy with the test as well. Now, we know that we spoke about the uh, testing on Monday and how that maybe wasn't such a true statement outside of the car watching, but let's not forget this is Logan's first time in Formula One and this is the only Formula One car that he knows how to drive. So, as long as he's starting to feel comfortable with that car, then maybe, just maybe we can see him start fighting for some points pretty early on. In this second session, George Russell uh, was first up. He tells us that the mood in the Mercedes camp is good. He says that they've learned a lot, but it does look like that Red Bull are looking good again. It's going to be a challenging weekend for them to, to win here. Asked on what it's like with his second year within the team, he said that it feels comfortable. Of course, that the Mercedes team are pretty awesome and they've got lots of very clever minds in there and after figuring out what it's like being at a top team last year, he's just ready to get stuck in and be a very good feedback loop uh, like Lewis is into the team to help develop the car. Joe Guanyu, this is his second year as well, uh, but in Formula One, not in a team. Well, in both, really, isn't it? But it feels massively different for him in year two. He feels like he understands how testing works, how the car works, how to be able to feedback to the team now and that In that time in testing over the last couple of weeks, he's really figured out how to push the limits of the car, extract one lap pace, and what everything looks like from an Alfa Romeo point of view. And I think that's really important, isn't it? Because when you come straight into this sport with a brand new teammate in Valtteri Bottas after him leaving Mercedes, it would have been a bit of an interesting time because no one would have really known who sits where and and what's going on. So they all have been getting it together. But Alfa Romeo did look pretty good last year. And I'm genuinely stoked to see how Joe Guanyu and Valtteri Bottas do this year. I'm I'm actually really rooting for Alfa Romeo, I I have to say. So I'm excited for them and I hope that he can really get some results. Um, He just seems like such an incredibly genuine and lovely guy, Joe. Uh, I would love to get him on the podcast very, very soon. Let's move to Charles Leclerc now. Um, He was asked by Crofty on what it was like with Fred joining the team and if there's any differences yet. He said that it's still early days, but uh, that Fred is very good at extracting the best from people by putting them in in, in, in new and different conditions from last year, which is very different, of course, because Matteo Bonotto is gone and whether or not that was a good or a bad thing, we'll see. And as Campy has said, previously if the car is good in this weekend then it's not really Fred's doing is it it's uh, Mattia Bonotto's legacy but we'll see what happens Um, and Charles has already said that he's seen some of those benefits within the team of Fred taking over which is a good sign of course change is as good as a holiday sometimes but sometimes it's good enough to help shift culture although the Tifosi would uh, well yeah well let's just see what happens (laughs) let's not hold our breath from the Tifosi point of view and uh, and he was asked if Ferrari showed everything at testing. Of course, he said no, because no one did. That's not the point. Everyone will get together at qualifying and really push it 
and that's where we'll see the real test of all of these cars. Max Verstappen was up next, and uh, he was asked, well, everyone thinks you're the preseason favourite. How do you feel about that? And Max thinks that the progress over the winter break for Red Bull Racing was very good, and the testing was very good for them as well. When asked where the car was better compared to last year, he said everywhere. At least that's the aim. It's very interesting, isn't it, that uh, these kinds of questions get put to the driver. We will end up having a press conference bingo where silly questions like this will uh, will start coming up and I'm not sure what the journalists can win. They probably We can award them prizes ourselves that they'll never know about because they probably won't listen to the podcast. So there you go. And last up is Pierre Gasly. He's super pleased to be with Alpine and very proud. Um, and uh, it's only an hour away. The factory in France, only an hour away from his hometown, which is awesome. Asked on the main difference between AlphaTauri and, uh, and Alpine is that it's Italian, AlphaTauri versus French-English mix and a little bit more international, but he's feeling at home already. Well, there you go. Brought up to speed on the highlights of the press conference. Uh, look, this is going to be a great weekend of Formula One content here at Lakeside Drive, of course. If you want to support the show, the best way you can do that is pre-order a cord cap. I can tell you there's only 14 left in the pre-order. So if you're interested in getting a cap, now is the time to do it. Pre-order closes next Wednesday, the 8th of March. Uh, I bloody love this hat. It is it is really, really awesome. I'm really stoked with how it's turned out. Uh, but if a hat is not your thing, never fear. We do have smaller merch drops happening throughout the year. And our Lakeside Drive coffee, yet to be named, is coming out very, very soon. So keep your eyes peeled for that. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to subscribe and leave a rating or review. As I said, and as many of you have said, goodness me, there's lots of content coming out. Well, this is the point. <laughs> there's, there's lots of it coming out for you guys. Shorter episodes to help bring you up to speed on all of the action ahead of the Bahrain Grand Prix. So make sure you join us again tomorrow as we talk after qualifying and as we talk immediately after the race, and then again on Monday for our full race review with a full suite of presenters. I can't wait to have your company then. I'll see you soon. Sports Social Podcast Network.